Entrepreneur on Fire 720. If you're prepared to ignite, there's only one place to go. Entrepreneur on Fire with your host, John Lee Dumas. Squarespace is the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website. For a free trial and 10% off, go to squarespace.com and use offer code FIRE. Designing your logo for your business shouldn't hold you up. Choose from dozens of options in just seven days when you visit 99designs.com slash FIRE. You'll also get a $99 power pack of services free. Boom! Shake the room, Fire Nation. John Lee Doom is here, and I am fired up to bring you our featured guest today, Mary Lou Kayser. Mary Lou, are you prepared to ignite? John, I am ready to spontaneously combust. (laughs) I love it. Mary Lou is the author of the forthcoming book, One True Limerick, and has dedicated her life to helping people create conversations that convert into greater conviction, creativity, and cash. When she isn't helping others, Mary Lou is on a constant quest to better herself through new and exciting projects. Mary Lou, I've given Fire Nation just a little insight. So take a minute, share with us a little more about your biz and personal life. Well, thank you so much, John, first and foremost, for having me on your show. I listen to your podcast every day and it's a dream come true for me to be talking with you. I am so honored to be one of your guests. Again, my name is Mary Lou Kayser. I live in the beautiful state of Oregon, just west of Portland, with my soon-to-be college freshman daughter and my soon-to-be sophomore and high school son, who goes back to school this week. And I have had an entrepreneurial spirit since I can remember, but I didn't set out to become an entrepreneur. I actually had two dreams when I was a kid, to become a teacher and a writer I went the traditional route of going to college and grad school and made my first dream come true right away when I got certified to be a high school English teacher. And I did that for several years and loved it and then took some time off after having my second child to be a stay-at-home mom. And when he was 18 months, the opportunity to teach at a local college came up. So I did that for five years before reaching a point in the mid-2000s when I realized I wanted to go out on my own and make a run at being a full-time entrepreneur. Since I'd always approached teaching from an entrepreneurial angle and was really successful with that approach, I knew that I could do it in the real world, so to speak, and that I really needed to give business ownership a chance. And that was nine years ago. And since then, I've had, as you like to say, the highest of highs and the lowest of lows on my journey. (laughs) But when the economy crashed in in 2007, 2008, the business I was building at the time crashed also, and I lost 65% of my income overnight. Wow. Yeah. And that was a really tough time for me for a lot of reasons. And not every venture that I've tried has succeeded. It hasn't always been easy, but it's definitely been worth it. And what's kept me going through the ups and downs is my two kids and the conviction that I have about being an entrepreneur. And today I could not be happier as I'm building a consulting business that focuses on helping emerging and established leaders in a variety of industries become more effective, more innovative, and increase their bottom line through creativity, storytelling, and conversation. 
Well, Mary Lou, what I love is that it's so obvious to me, just listening to you speak for a couple minutes, that you have found your authentic path. You are doing what lights you up inside. And I'm really excited to talk about your journey today because Fire Nation is now going to be able to see how you got from point A to where you are today. And it's going to be a really exciting story and journey to share. But before we get into all of that, Mary Lou, you know better than most guests that we always start with a success quote. So take that away and share with us how you apply this success quote, this mantra to your life. Okay, my quote comes from Joseph Campbell, who wrote The Power of Myth and The Hero with a Thousand Faces, along with several other books. And it goes like this. A bit of advice given to a young Native American at the time of his initiation. As you go the way of life, you will see a great chasm. Jump. It's not as wide as you think. And I've always loved that particular piece because I think it really captures the journey that entrepreneurs are on. First of all, we all are initiated. And for your show, initiation by fire is often <laughs> the most common way. And we all come to these, these cliffs, these edges where there is a great chasm. And oftentimes it can be really uh, intimidating. And we think, oh, can I really get across there? But when you trust yourself, at the end, you look back and realize it really never is as wide as we think, ever. It's so true. And especially if you really heed the advice of a lot of my past guests, Mary Lou, and you surround yourself with like-minded entrepreneurs and you really build that supportive team around you that is there at that side with you being like, no, Mary Lou, go ahead and jump. Like we're, we'll, we'll be fine. We'll be watching you. And if you fall then you know, it's all good. We'll help you pick yourself up and drive forward. And that's what it means to really have that team around you. Cause you don't need to go at it alone. But if you do find yourself on that journey right now, Fire Nation, and you are alone, and you do come to that chasm. Sometimes you have to take that leap to find those like-minded entrepreneurs and they might be on the other side of that chasm. So take that jump. And Mary Lou, I really want to take this spotlight now and shine it to your journey, you know, specifically a story of a time that you failed, that you fell flat in your face, or as you said earlier, the lowest of the lows. Tell us that story, Mary Lou, and really take us to that moment in time. And let's really flesh out the lessons that you learned. I'd be happy to, John. In fact, this story sets the context for every failure I've ever had as an entrepreneur, when I was 20 years old, I worked as a rafting guide in Alaska, and one night I found myself stuck in my raft on a gravel bar. It was 8 o'clock at night. I had three hours worth of mission-critical work left ahead of me because that summer I was an apprentice for a small startup adventure company, and part of my responsibility was to take the gear boat to a remote island at the mouth of the river and set up base camp for 16 guests, three other guides, and myself. And as you can imagine, this raft was loaded down. I had 10 tents, 20 sleeping pads, three coolers jammed with food, a full kitchen, water jugs, firewood, even a porta potty And I was in charge of making sure that, that when the guests arrived the next day, they walked into camp with everything in place and ready to go. So... Here I am in this unfortunate situation, stuck on a gravel bar in the middle of a wilderness area on the Kenai River, and there was no chance, not one chance of any other rafts coming down the river that night. And the rest of my party was 18 hours behind me. And there were many reasons why I did not want to stay on that gravel bar overnight. And one of the biggest ones was not only would I have let my team down 
And I would have been terribly embarrassed, but I would have also been fired. And the reason for this is because the guests on these adventure safaris had paid upwards of $5,000 a piece to go on what was a trip of a lifetime. And the expectations were very high. And so here was the challenge. As a river guide, there are two rules you were taught to never break. Number one, you never remove an oar from its oar lock because the oars are your instruments of navigation. Without control of your oars, the river controls you. And, and that is not a good situation to be in. And then number two, you never get out of the raft unless you are getting onto the land and a gravel bar doesn't count as land. Um, many people aren't aware that the number one cause of death on Alaskan rivers isn't drowning. It's actually hypothermia. And even at the peak of summer, river temps don't get above 55 degrees Fahrenheit. And if you fall in that water, you've got only a few minutes before your core body temperature gets too low to sustain life. So I'm sitting there mad at myself for being so stupid for getting myself into this predicament because I had been on that stretch of river lots of times before and I was really scared out of my mind. So I didn't have anybody else to talk to. I looked up and said, hey, God, hi, it's Mary Lou here. <laughs> it's me, Mary Lou. <laughs> you can see I'm in a bit of a jam. And I know that you have a lot more in store for me. So can I count on you and having my back? And I sat there and I listened. And I looked around at this beautiful, beautiful space. And I got the nod from God to do what I need to do. So I decided I would start with the lesser of two evils, I removed an oar from an oar lock. I imagined I could use it like a gondolier and I would shove it into the gravel bar and push myself off. But I immediately knew that was futile because I did not have the strength to move all that gear. And that's when I knew I was going to have to get out of the raft. And John, I was petrified. I remember everything slowed down. My heart was racing as I swung my legs over the pontoon and stepped onto the gravel bar. I could feel the cold shoot through the thin layer of my rubber boots. I wasn't wet, but I was cold. And as I made my way to the back of the raft, I imagined the whole process. Uh, I heaved my body weight against it, and finally it dislodged. It caught the current again, and I had to leap onto the cargo pile and scramble back into position between the oars. And all that probably happened within a minute, but it's, it was terrifying, and it seemed like it happened over a long period of time. If I had made one mistake, it was over for me. Now, the good news is, obviously, I'm talking to you today, so I completed my mission. <laughs> I never got stuck on another gravel bar uh, while working for that company for four more summers. But the bad news is I have since gotten stuck on other metaphorical gravel bars, <laughs> especially on my entrepreneurial journey. And the three big takeaways that I have for Fire Nation from this story are, number one, Conditions are going to change on you, and it's your responsibility to be aware of those changes. If you don't become aware and you find yourself stuck on a gravel bar, it's no one's fault but your own. You know, I totally blame myself for that night. I should have known that the, the river had dropped enough, but I wasn't paying attention. I, I got a little cocky. You know, I made that trip before, and I knew what I was doing, and I got stuck. Um, number two, sometimes to move forward you're going to have to break some rules as scary or as comfortable as that might feel. And number three, no one is going to rescue you. Honestly, um, it always comes down to doing all that we can to get ourselves out of a jam. So, wow, Mary Lou, first off, I wish everybody was a storyteller like you are, because you know how I just strive to pull these stories out of my guests. And you've listened to enough to know that this is the exact type of story I want 
our listeners to be cold when you're stepping into that water with you. I want my listeners to feel that conversation that you had with God and with yourself and that decision that you made and you did that so eloquently and really powerful for all of those metaphorical reasons that you gave. Now, one thing I do have to ask you is when you got to the actual campsite and you set up for all the guests that were coming and they arrived the next day, did you share that story with anybody? No, I did not. (laughs) I wrote about it in my journal and I decided I was going to keep that one to myself, partly, well, mostly because I was embarrassed about it. I I knew better. And I had, I was entrusted with a very important role, even though as an apprentice, as I know you talk about apprenticing on the show a lot, uh, I was not earning a lot of money. I think that summer, my stipend for the entire summer from May to early September was $500. So it wasn't like I had a lot of money on the line, but I had my pride and it was, I was very, um, I'm very team oriented and I don't like to disappoint people. So Yes, I probably could have survived on the raft overnight, but again, to answer your question, I just decided that one was going to go in the vault. (laughs) (laughs) I think I would have made the exact same decision. And what I love, Mary Lou, your second point, which was sometimes to move forward, you have to break some rules. And Fire Nation, you know, there's a lot of ways you can look at this, but the reality is, and this is actually a tactic I use a lot of times as an officer in the Army, was that it's better to ask for forgiveness than permission because there's just times in life you need to move forward without having to check somebody's pulse or without having to like move and ask for that permission because you know that perfunctory no could just stop you in your tracks before you ever even got going. And I mean, I've had so many situations where I've had commanding officers say, LT, like I never would have sanctioned that decision, but I'm glad you made it. You know, it's one of those things where sometimes you do have to break some rules to move forward and and that's okay. And Mary Lou, I don't want to waste any more time because I want to go to the other end of the spectrum now and, and turn the mic back over to you so you can resume your role as just this incredible storyteller and this time sharing with us an aha moment or a light bulb moment that's gone off for you at some point in your journey. And then Mary Lou, walk us through the steps that you took to turn that idea into success. So it was April 2013. I was sitting at a table in the VIP section of a big event on the first full day of sessions waiting for the next speaker to take the stage. And even before he walked up on stage, I felt a shift in the air. There was an electricity for me that was palpable. I felt the hair on my back of my neck stand up and I sensed something big was about to happen. For the next 45 minutes as he spoke, I was mesmerized, captivated like I'd never been. His story and delivery were that powerful. Now, you know how many speakers will make a special offer from the stage? They'll say things like, I've got a bonus for the first 20 people who sign up for my program at the back of the room. And I really wanted that bonus, John. But because I was slammed right in the center of the VIP section near the front of the room, which normally was a great thing, (laughs) I couldn't get out fast enough. And by the time I got to his table, I was number 27 or something like that. So I missed out on the bonus, but I bought his program and it changed the course of my business because what it did for me was it brought me back to my center. I had been stuck on a gravel bar up until that, that event for probably a year and a half. And I was really struggling. I mean, I get 
I get, actually, I, I should say, I would get back in the flow and then I get on another gravel bar and I get back in the flow. And, and so this program really helped me realize that I could be my beautiful, creative and magical self as an entrepreneur, instead of trying to be something that I wasn't, which I had been doing. And it got me off the gravel bar and been stuck on. And I've been back in the flow ever since. So Mary Lou, one thing that I really like to just kind of hammer home with Fire Nation is the importance of being willing to invest in yourself as a person, as an entrepreneur, driving forward. And you know, there you were, Mary Lou, investing your time being at this conference, investing finances, obviously you have to pay to get to the conference and, and be a member of the conference. And and then even take that next step and invest in yourself for a program that, you know, again, these initial investments have now cleared some paths and, and cleared the obstacles and some barriers that are in your way and allowed you to drive forward. And what is the result? Pricelessness. I mean, truly, now you have this vision, you have your thing that you are so passionate about that is just, you know, so authentically you, Mary Lou. And how can you even put you know, a price on that investment. You know, it's what I had to do when I first started my podcasting career. It's what so many other successful entrepreneurs have done throughout their careers. And that's really one of the major things that I'm pulling out of your aha moment. But Mary Lou, I want you to break it down into one thing that you really want us, Fire Nation, to walk away with. You have to listen to yourself and be truly authentic. And if, you, if you're finding yourself fighting against yourself, somehow find a way to stop because that's what I was doing. And it may take going to a conference. It may take getting on a plane and flying across the country. It it may take investing in something that you've been sitting on the sidelines thinking about. Um, Maybe it's just taking that one step because you said it, you hit it right on the head, John. And that is when I made that investment. And again, I was scared because I was a big chunk of change, (laughs) but it made it made the difference in every aspect of the direction that I took my business and it didn't happen overnight, but it, it, it was that, that pivotal point, that pivotal point for me. And Mary Lou, you continue to invest in yourself in the way of time by listening to podcasts like Entrepreneur on Fire, by still taking time, you know, to stay cutting edge and and to learn and to be inspired and to listen to other great people doing other great things. And, And that's what it takes, Fire Nation. It takes that investment of self. And Mary Lou, you have a lot of proud moments, and I know we talked a little bit in the pre chat. You're going to be sharing two with Fire Nation, so take it away. Okay. So again, I'm big on dates. It was March 1st, 2013. It was my daughter's 17th birthday when I surprised her with a very special gift that was actually an outcropping of an arm of my consulting business. For the previous year, I'd been working in a joint venture that helped professionals write and self-publish their first books. And my daughter and her best friend had created a book for their chemistry teacher the previous year Jenna had come to me in June of 2012 and asked if I could help her get the book bound so she and her best friend could give it to their teacher, Mr. Kripe. The book is called The Lonely Electron, and it illustrates a principle in chemistry uh, that known as ionization, and it was really quite remarkable. So I kept a copy for myself, knowing that I wanted to do something with it down the road. Well, at the beginning of, 23, uh, the beginning of 2013, I was really excited about the direction I saw self-publishing going and how it was helping a lot of people get their message into the world. So I hired an artist 
who recreated the illustrations from my daughter's book in digital format so I could publish it for the Kindle. And then I gave that to her as a special gift with the help of friends, uh, family, and social media marketing. I actually was able to get the book to number one on Amazon in two categories. And then I presented Jenna with the news on her birthday that she was a published author with her best friend. And John, the sheer joy that she expressed was beyond words. And it made me incredibly proud that part of my entrepreneurial journey had exposed me to the possibilities of self-publishing and that I in turn could make that happen for her. And it turns out that her book was one of the things that has helped her stand out on her college application. So that was pretty neat too. Well, first off, Mary Lou, I mean, does it get better for a parent? I mean, that's going to be, (laughs) I mean, the epitome of just like, take a camera Kodak moment shot there because life is good. It was, it was. And I know a lot of of your listeners are new or young parents. I'm a little bit beyond many of your, your guests, but I'll tell you, I'll just say if you're in those early ages where they're toddling around or just starting school, it does get better. And don't let the teenage <laughs> years scare you. They're awesome. Love it. So go ahead for number two. Okay, so the next one happened at the end of May this year, 2014. It was a hot, sunny afternoon for the Portland area. The UPS truck pulled up and dropped off the box from Create Space with the proofs of my first book in it. And I happened to be sitting on the porch because it was such a beautiful afternoon when the truck pulled up. And I could not rip open that box fast enough. I think I got some paper cuts because I was so excited. And I'll tell you, to hold a book that you wrote for the first time in your hands is like no other feeling in the world. I guess if there was any feeling that came close, it would be when you hold your your child in in your hand, in your arms for the first time. And, And that basically writing a book is like having a child. It really is. There's so much work that goes into it. And there's all this anticipation and buildup. And so I had these books and I ran inside and showed my son. He was the only one at home at the time. And he hugged me and we were jumping around and he told me how proud of me that he was. And that was also a great moment too. Two great moments, Mary Lou, told in an incredibly descriptive way. So thank you for that. And let's just keep this ball rolling because you have a lot of things that you're fired up about right now. But I just want you to share with Fire Nation the one thing that has you most ignited today. Well, the theme is going to keep going as it has to do with books. I am super excited right now about my forthcoming book that's titled One True Limerick, Reimagined Inspirations for Today's Success-Minded Professional. John, it was a labor of love to make this. I really did it for my own enjoyment, and I had so much fun creating it. I think it adds great value to the marketplace, not to mention something fresh and fun to the readers of personal development books. And basically, in a nutshell, what I did was I I took some of the most popular and famous quotes by people like Albert Einstein, Warren Buffett, Oprah Winfrey, Ralph Waldo Emerson, and I took their quotes and then I created an original limerick for each one based on the concept of that quote. And I actually have something really special to share with you later towards the end of today's show. So that's what's got me ignited, John. Love it. And way to give a little teaser in there for Fire Nation and Mary Lou. We're about to enter the lightning round. But before we do, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. 
There's a reason why businesses keep increasing their social media presence. Studies show that 73% of American adults use social media sites. What's the status of your social media page design? On Facebook, Twitter, Google+, or any of your other accounts, remember that your profile picture, cover image, and background images are all opportunities to communicate your brand. If your business looks less interesting on social media than it is in real life, it's time to get some updated designs. The pros at 99designs can help. You can get a vibrant design to create a cohesive look and feel across all your social media pages in under a week. Social media pages that have appealing visuals are much more likely to be shared. So definitely feel free to ask the designers at 99designs for out-of-the-box concepts. What if you could start your next design project today and have dozens of designs to choose from in just seven days? You can. Visit 99designs.com slash fire and get a $99 power pack of services free. Are you worried you'll never find the right platform to create your own website and logo? I know. Searching for the best designs, a user-friendly interface, and top-notch support is tough. Trust me, I've been there. I went through several different designers and tried a lot of platforms before I found the right look and feel for Entrepreneur on Fire. But the important thing to consider is that you'll never get to that place that feels right unless you just start. And what better place to just start than with Squarespace? When you choose Squarespace, you'll not only get an all-in-one platform to work off from, you'll also have 20 highly customizable templates to choose and even a free online store for commerce. Don't worry. Their support team is available 24 hours a day, seven days a week to help out with all your questions. Squarespace is the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website. For a free trial and 10% off, go to squarespace.com and use offer code FIRE. That's squarespace.com, offer code FIRE. Mary Lou, welcome to the lightning round where you get to share incredible resources and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? Yes, it does. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? The golden handcuffs, comfort and security. They are there in locked tight, Fire Nation. I felt them before. I can still see the scars. (laughs) Mary Lou, (laughs) what is the best advice you've ever received? Until you experience a true sense of urgency, I mean, having your back against the wall, nothing is going to change. What I love about that, and you probably heard me say it before, Mary Lou, but the baby effect, it just so many times I've had guests on that have just kind of struggled along, you know, keep, they kept hitting those, those sandbars and those gravel bars that you're talking about, Mary Lou, and they're never seeming to really just make it happen. They're just kind of letting things float on down this river of life. And then it did happen. They brought in a child into this world and their backs did go metaphorically against the wall and it was put up or shut up and they had to make things happen. And then it was no, you know, there was only do. There was, you know, there was no try. There was only do to quote Yoda. And that is, you know, just a powerful moment. And, you know, again, we don't have to put ourselves in those situations to succeed, but it just is time and time again that, you know, don't be afraid to have that back against the wall because that's when humans sometimes thrive. And can I tell you, John, really quick, that when you're staring down the barrel of college tuition, it's the same (laughs) effect. I call it the college effect. (laughs) Oh, I'm going to steal that, Mary Lou. I'm not going to lie. I love it. And share one of your personal habits that you believe contributes to your success. Okay, this may seem a little left field, but I keep a jump rope near my desk and throughout the day I jump 100 times a pop to keep my blood flowing and clear my head. And I also sit on an exercise ball while working on the computer, which helps keep my core strong and burns up 
to an extra 300 calories a day. That adds up. That adds up, Fire Nation. I love that. Mary Lou, do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you're just in love with that you can share with our listeners? Yes, I have two. Canva for graphics, which one of your previous guests shared. I was so bummed. I'm like, I hadn't heard anybody <laughs> share that. And someone just did it. I was like, oh, but I'm going to put it out there because I love Canva. And then create space for self-publishing. I don't think you can be create space. Love that. Well, Fire Nation, you can find the links to this resource and everything that we've been chatting about in today's episode at eofire.com slash Mary Lou Kayser. Mary Lou, if you could recommend just one book for our listeners, what would it be? The book is called The Entrepreneurial Imperative by Carl J. Schramm, and he is the president and CEO of the Kauffman Foundation, which is a philanthropic organization all about entrepreneurship. Fire Nation, I know that you love audio. So if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audiobook like this one for free at eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook.com. Mary Lou, this next question's the last of the lightning round, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? Okay, I would find a thriving local Starbucks and set up camp there for two days in a row with my laptop so... I could be doing research and establishing my central online hub, such as Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn, while listening to the conversations that are going on around me. I think coffee shops like Starbucks are they're the hubs, and you're going to get a lot of people in and out. My goal in, over those two days would be to find out the top three things people who visit Starbucks are complaining most about. What are the <laughs> problems? And I would use this raw material for what would come next. Then over the next couple of days, I would develop the content for products and services I could offer the marketplace, including 10 episodes of a podcast that was centered on telling stories about one or more of the problems I'd observed and making sure that I was giving away tons of value and insights on my show to help listeners solve those problems. I would take 100 bucks and I'd order a Yeti mic to record my shows. And then as I was waiting for that mic to arrive in overnight express delivery, I would promote my show ahead of time online, investing some of that 500 bucks into Facebook and Twitter ads. I would also hire a designer on Fiverr that could turn around in 24 hours a graphic for my podcast. And I would also let all the baristas at Starbucks know about my show so they could get the word out. Mm. And once the mic arrived, I would record my content. I'd edit it for free on Audacity just to start up with and then sign up for a Lipson account, launch it. And then while that was doing its work and driving people to learn more about me, I would find a local high school, sign up to be a volunteer so I could infiltrate that market and learn what problems are most talked about by teenagers, parents, teachers, and administrators, and then continue the cycle of developing more products, including a podcast, to add value for the marketplace. Mary Lou, a woman after my own heart. <laughs> Let's end <laughs> today literally on fire with you sharing just one parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye. Okay, so this is a surprise that I mentioned earlier, and it's one of the limericks that appears in my book, and it is in honor of you, John. Aww. And here we go. If it's wisdom you seek to acquire and to greatness in business you aspire, there's only one thing that you will want to make sure you do 
Tune in every day to Entrepreneur on Fire. <laughs> I love it. And to connect with me, I'm active on Twitter, just at Mary Lou Kayser. You can also find me on LinkedIn. And I have a special gift for Fire Nation. Um, you love storytelling, John. And I, yes. as, a, as a listener of your podcast, and I know that you really do emphasize with your guests to learn how to tell stories. And so I put together a very special free ebook called Seven Kinds of Stories, Fire Nation Ought to Master. And they can get it just by going over to my site, marylukeaser.com forward slash fire. Just opt in and get it. And it's got a lot of really valuable ways of thinking about stories and how you can use storytelling in your business. And if you're doing podcasting or just want to incorporate more elements of stories, there it is. Mary Lou, you have outdone yourself in every dimension of this interview. So I just want to thank you and commend you for that. And Fire Nation, you are the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. And you have been hanging out with Mary Lou and myself today. So keep up the heat and go to eofire.com, type in Mary Lou in the search bar and her show notes page will pop right up. And don't forget to snag MaryLouKazer.com slash fire for that incredible e-gift she created for us. And Mary Lou, thank you for igniting the airwaves today. Fire Nation salutes you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks, John. Fire Nation, you'll be prepared to launch your podcast, John Lee Dumas style, after attending the free podcast workshop that Kate and I host every week. Text PARADISE to 38470 to claim your spot today. Thank you so much for joining us today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head on over to eofire.com for full recaps of every show, our amazing blog articles and resources, and just plain fun. Your entrepreneurial journey awaits, so prepare to ignite.